This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of the Building a Trinity podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Bills. I'm a freshman wrestling 285 pounds here at Trine, and I'm going to be your guide in the exploration of the Trine wrestling program, both past and present. I'm very excited to introduce the Building a Trinity podcast. This is obviously a bi-monthly podcast in which we will have a guest on the program, whether it be a wrestler on the team now or a coach or even some alumni of the program. Sometimes we may have multiple guests, um, but the point is to just allow you to further know the Trine Wrestling program and, who, and some of the people behind it. But since some of the details are out of the way, uh, let's get into the guests today joining us. We have sophomore Ethan Nash, who wrestles 165 pounds here at Trine, and sophomore Kenny Garcia, who wrestles 141 pounds here at Trine. How you boys doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Nash, how you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. All right, boys. Nash, I'm going to start with you. Um, it's always a weird question. I mean, kind of, but... I always like to ask this question, uh, who is Ethan Nash? Uh, I'm just simply someone, you know, born south of Indianapolis, Franklin community, grew up, born and raised there, uh, know the Indiana area pretty well. Okay, okay, uh, so that kind of answers where you're from. So you went, to, you went to Franklin Community High School, correct? Yeah. Okay, okay, so now, is that a bigger town, smaller town, what are we looking at there? Uh, relatively big, I graduated with 460 Plus kids, okay. so I mean, relatively big, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Kenny, how about you? Who, who is Kenny Garcia? Uh, I was born in LaGrange, Indiana, which is about half hour from here, west, but I was raised in Sturgis, Michigan, and I went to school in Sturgis, which is just 45 minutes northwest of here. Um, I was raised there. Um, I went to school there in Sturgis. <clears throat> it's like a Division two. Michigan's a little weird, you know, it has the four divisions. Um, division two is like the second biggest. I graduated with about 200 and I think 15 kids in my class. Okay. Okay. Um, now that we know a little bit about you guys, I want to talk about, you know, what brought you guys to Trine? I'm sure you guys looked at a bunch of different colleges. Um, but what was it about Trine that kind of sold you and, and brought you here? Yeah. I mean, I knew I wanted the, the smaller kind of feeling. Uh, I didn't want to be around a ton of people. Um, bigger kind of social things freak me out. And, you know, uh, not that I really picked up on it on my visit, but now that I'm here, like, I'm around the perfect amount of people. Everyone that I'm around, you know, I'm very close to. I've got some of the greatest friends I've ever made here. Um, I just got that kind of feeling that this would be the setting for me that I needed socially. Um, and I knew that, like, I, I felt like I could do well here academically as well uh, with the smaller amount of students. Okay, so Kenny, um, coming from Michigan, uh, obviously uh, you lived in Indiana before, but from Michigan and, and kind of going out of state, what brought you here? Uh, a huge part of it was Coach Hall, honestly. Um, <clears throat> he's like a he's a very great role model for me. But academic-wise, I just liked how the professors are willing to get to know you like as a person. You know, you're not just a number. I've all, I also wanted a small school like Nash here. Um, I didn't want no Division One, Division Two, you know, big 40, 50 people in your class. I just wanted a smaller setting, be closer with the team or whoever. I have friends outside of the team. 
Okay, so I kind of want to talk about what, what some of your first impressions were here at Trine um, when you first stepped on the campus. I know you guys came in a weird year uh, last year with all the, the COVID-19 stuff, stuff that still, you know, lingers today. But uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, your first month or so on campus and, and even your first year on campus and how, how that kind of resonated with you. Uh, so yeah, first impressions. I mean, last year was definitely weird for sure. Uh, it definitely took a lot to kind of adapt to it with all the restrictions we had. I think we spent the first uh, five days we were here in quarantine. Um, we had to do some weird stuff, but obviously we were just trying to adapt to, you know, COVID. But all in all, like I loved the, the school, the move-in process went well. Uh, RAs and stuff like that. Kenny and I had a third roommate last year we kind of had to adjust to, so we were getting used to living with different people you know uh you grow up living with the same family your whole life you don't know how to be around other people for you know a whole year pretty much okay i agree kenny what about you what were some of your first impressions here uh my first impressions <clears throat> i thought the campus was like very well organized you know um for people that haven't been on trying you have a railroad that kind of just splits uh the university you know west of the railroads you got your um athletics you got your football stadium you got your dorms and stuff like that and then east of the railroads you got your schooling so I thought it was very well organized just not um all over the place and having a hard time finding your stuff uh like Ethan said I mean the first five days to a week we spent in quarantine so that was getting used to because um we had to, we had to live in our dorm literally like we couldn't leave um our food had to be brought to us and stuff like that uh, we couldn't work out in the public facilities and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, I, I enjoy trying now. I enjoyed it last year. It definitely was a weird year to come into it with the whole COVID thing. You know, we had to wear masks, so it was kind of hard to see what people really looked like and stuff like that. But I I enjoy it. Absolutely. So, obviously, um, you know, the whole point of college is to, to set you up for what you want to do in your career field. But uh, uh, what are your guys' majors and, and how are you, those journeys, you know, about two years in or a year and a half, I would say, uh, into college? How is that journey towards your major going in your career, for your career field? Yeah, so I came in exercise science. I'm still exercise science. Uh, it's it's strictly what I love. My goal is to get into like strength and conditioning aspect. Uh, I know Coach Clark talked about what he does. That's actually kind of exactly what I want to do with my future. Uh, so far, I've done an internship back home with my uh, former strength and conditioning coach, uh, looking into some cool options that I can do. You know, over the next couple summers. Classes are great. Uh, get to learn a lot about the body, how stuff works. You know how we how we learn movements and, you know, build uh, build our bodies and how we treat them right, you know, which is kind of fun to learn. Okay, okay. Kenny, what about you? Uh, I wish I could say the same, and I came in one and stayed at the same, but when I first came to Trine, I actually came as a business major because um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I was like, oh, you could do anything with business, you know. Um, and then probably within the first week, second week I was like you know I, I want to help people with their mental issues and like if they're going through some things I want to be able to help them so then I switched to psychology and I did that all last year um and then just this past year or not this past year um actually this semester I switched to exercise science as well because over the summer uh shout out to coach Clark for getting me swole but he put me on a he put me on a lifting program where I saw a lot of improvement and I 
I honestly fell in love with the gym and like I'm still in love with it. You know, I'm lifting every day. And um, so I switched exercise science, wanting to be a full time coach uh, with wrestling and strength and conditioning as well. Kind of uh, what Ethan wants to do and what Coach Clark does with us. Okay, I love that, especially you guys, you know, both of you guys living in the same dorm and, and both following that kind of career path, I think is really cool. Um, so that brings me to, to a little to the next question. Um, just tell me a little bit about you guys outside of wrestling and outside of school. You know, what are some of your hobbies? Where, did, where does your, your free time go? I think you learn a lot about someone um, by based off what they do in their free time. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and get started on this. Uh, outside of wrestling, I don't have a ton of hobbies other than lifting and probably video games. It's, uh, I'm trying to pick up a few things here and there. I'm epically failing at learning to play the guitar. It's just not working at all. Can't stay consistent with it. It just doesn't happen. Uh, play a lot of Warzone, evidently. Can't get good at it, but I still spend the money on it. Um, yeah, and like Kenny said, I, I live fairly often. I actually, I've done a couple competitions now, okay. doing some Olympic weightlifting, uh, trying to figure out some new hobbies outside of wrestling because, you know, eventually wrestling, unfortunately, has to come to an end. So. Right, right. Kenny, what about you? What are what are some of your things outside of wrestling? Um, Honestly, I kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat as Ethan. Um, other than wrestling and lifting, I don't really do much. I like to spend a lot of time with my family because, you know, obviously you got limited time and I want to make the best that time that I can with them. Um, I picked up a couple hobbies. Um, I started playing chess. One of my good friends, AJ, taught me how to play chess and now I'm smoking him and smoking <laughs> Coach Hall a couple times. But other than that, I mean, just video games, playing some Warzone, sweating to get a dub here and there, you know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of in the same boat, you know, just don't really do much. Prefer to hang out with friends, family, wrestle, lift, any way that I can get better. Okay, for sure. So the reason I kind of asked you that is because I know um, through coming here at trying um, and spending some more time with you guys how, how big of a deal lifting is to both of you. Um, obviously, for, for Nash, you know, with his competitions and everything, and Kenny, I've seen you make tremendous strides uh, since I've been here. So I kind of wanted to, to ask about that aspect of it. And, and what does lifting mean to you? I mean, it's kind of a weird question, but um, on the outside, I feel like it, it presents a deeper deeper meaning and purpose, you know, than to just get bigger muscles. Um, so you, do you guys want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so uh, lifting for me, it kind of, besides getting the big muscles and looking jacked and good, you know, it it helps me kind of recoup myself if that makes sense um you know if i'm having like a stress day like all like classes i have two exams coming or something like that you know i can go to the gym and i can feel like i can sweat it out i can feel real good about um the exam right after my uh lift and a lot of the times i'm i'm a lot more relaxed and it helps me mentally as well because no matter what I'm going through, if I lift, that means I bettered my way or I bettered myself in some type of way. You know what I mean? Whether if it was a bad lift and I didn't put up numbers that I wanted to put up, um, I'm still not as stressed as what I was before. You know what I mean? And now now that I got the lift done and I got some of the stress out, I can focus on those exams and I can focus on studying on those exams more than previous or before lifting so uh, i kind of want to ask you about this um was lifting always 
this kind of thing? I know you got a lot deeper into it this last year, but um, how did that that love for lifting come to you? Um, yeah. So in high school, so I've always liked lifting. Um, but in high school, I was never as serious as I am now. Um, there was a class, human performance. I took that all four years. Never really saw any improvement. You know, I saw five pounds here and there. And so I wasn't really big into it even last year. But then Coach Clark came in towards second semester and towards the end of the season, and he put me on a – or he put the whole team, not just me. Uh, he gave the team a summer program. And during that summer program, uh, every five weeks, you would re- max out five reps for, I think it was squat, bench, deadlift, and some other workout. Um, and he did it very uh, professionally, so we had to do like a certain um, a certain a certain amount of percentage um, for a certain amount of reps. And I saw huge improvements. I mean, my deadlift went up, I'd say about. 105 pounds over the summer my squat went up 60 but I mean that like I'm throwing on three plates for squat which I've never been able to do um I saw huge improvements so like once I saw those improvements this one like I can get strong you know what I mean right because like throughout those four years you kind of see oh I've only gained 10 pounds on my bench and so you kind of you kind of get down oh I can't get strong I can't get big um and like I always I used to be a small kid. I mean, I'm still kind of small, but I wrestled 125 pounds all throughout high school, and even last year I wrestled 125 pounds. And so I was, like, the smallest kid on the team. I was small. And this summer I just saw the improvements. Like, I filled out. My numbers went up, and I just felt real good. And, like, it just gave me a confidence booster. It made me feel like I was doing the right things at the right time for the right purpose. You know what I mean? No, I, I hear you. Um, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And for you to, to kind of find that, that love for the the aspect of lifting and kind of combine that, which it really does intertwine with wrestling, um, and it makes you better at both in both aspects. So I think that's really cool. Um, Nash, what about you? How, how did the, the love for lifting and kind of like, you know, obviously you're an exercise science major and, and had your sight seen on that for a while. Um, how did that all come about? Yeah. So I started lifting very, very early. Uh, well, not very early, I guess. I just started lifting before most people. Um, I, I started just before middle school. I started to get into a weight room, not so serious, uh, high school hit and, Second semester, my freshman year, we got this real, real cool strength coach. I kind of, kind of clung to him. I, I was interested in the knowledge he had. Um, I was a three sport athlete in high school, so, but of course, one of them being wrestling. You know, half the year spent in a caloric deficit, beating my body up pretty bad. So, like, I loved lifting, but like half the year, I was, you know, incredibly strong. Felt like I was moving great, and then the other year, I felt terrible. So, being a single sport athlete now, just wrestling, like. A lot of my year, I try and focus on being as strong as I can be that day. Um, I'm trying to learn new new ways even to, you know, better myself as an athlete. You know, I no longer have to run a 40-yard dash. I no longer have to do pro agilities like I did in high school. Um, but learning how to be a better wrestler from the weight room, from the outside work I can put in, um, learning to be more agile as a wrestler, Learning to be stronger as a wrestler and not just as an athlete has also been a huge exploration for me uh, recently, you know, because 
you know, like a big thing that we're doing, we don't have to load up, you know, 500 pounds on a squat. Right. You just have to be able to pick up, for me, a 165-pound guy and put him down, you know, like learning that kind of stuff's nice. Um, competitions for me, uh, it's just I'm a very competitive dude when it comes to the weight room. You know, if I see someone moving more weight than me, I'm going to try and, you know, up you by five pounds. I'm going to, you know, keep pushing you to see how far you can go before I'm better than you. Uh, I'm going to try and hit extra sets. I'm going to try and go a little bit longer if it's a time-based thing, you know. Like, I get fairly competitive in there, which is why it kind of sucks having Kenny around because Kenny's also fairly competitive. So we've, we've had some brutal workouts together trying to get some stuff done, you know. Um, yeah, man, the weight room is just fun. It's always been something fun for me I because I started so early. It came natural, comes natural at this point. Um, I don't know, man. No, I, I, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. Um with, with the limited time I've he- had here at trying to see your guys' passion uh, for lifting and how you two push not only each other but the whole room. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Nash, if, if I'm doing something wrong, you'll yell from across the weight room oh, yeah. and, and try to correct me, which I do really appreciate because, you know, I I've always lacked on lifting in my whole, my whole career. So to have, you know, you, Coach Clark, Kenny guys in there who, who want to see you be better, uh, it, it really does mean the world. And Nash, you touched on it a little bit. I wanted to talk to it, talk about it. So you guys are roommates. Um, I, I think it's fair to call you guys best friends. Yeah. Um, you guys push each other in everything you do. Hold each other accountable. Tell me a little bit, a little bit about your guys' relationship. Uh, so yeah, Kenny and I randomly met on Facebook, uh, trying to find out who we were gonna room with and stuff. And I think Kenny asked me to room with him. And I was like, ah, yeah, let's go for it. And uh, we ended up getting a third roommate. Uh, great kid outside of the room, but we had some, some disagreements with him. So Kenny and I bonded more together. Uh, since then we, you know, we room again this year. We'll probably room again, hopefully for the next couple of years. I, I don't, I don't have a reason not to room with him, but yeah, I'd say it's safe to say he's my best friend on campus. Probably, you know, best friend just in general, honestly, I can't, can't name too many people who I hold and especially as Kenny, uh, we had, we had a lot of same goals, like you mentioned. We held each other accountable, which is nice. Uh, yeah, Kenny, you want to say something? Yeah, um, so like Ethan said, we met on Facebook. There was like a whole try and group chat thing for all the freshmen, and <clears throat> I noticed he was a wrestler. And I was like, you know, I don't know who to room with. So I asked him, I think we like found each other on Snapchat in that group chat or whatever, and I Snapchatted him and I said, "Yo, let's be roommates." And with the with the building that we wanted, we needed a third, so we got that third. And like he said, that roommate, he's a great kid outside of the room. Just came to a couple of disagreements, um, but she'll have that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ethan, he's I'd say he's my best friend. Um, I've been through some stuff with him. He's been through some stuff with me. You know, he I know if I need someone to talk to, if I just need someone to like listen or if i need advice like i'll i'm gonna go to him before anybody else um because i just feel like he knows me best out of a lot of people um i mean we hung out this summer a couple times uh that was fun um we have the same goals like he said like he wants to be a division three national champion you know and that's what i want to be and I want to be as strong as I can be, and so does he. And he actually introduced me to Olympic lifting. And um, I used to be a big powerlifter kind of guy, you know. Um, I told Ethan this, like, last year. I said, my favorite my favorite lift is a deadlift. 
<laughs> and that's just because that was that was the biggest number I was putting up. So right. I was like, yeah, biggest number. I look good. It's my favorite. But recently, um, he introduced me to power cleans, power snatches, stuff like that. And you know, this is when I realized I fell in love with lifting. Is because I'm not hitting big numbers like Ethan over here. He can power clean 300 pounds, but I'm like one. 195 you know what i mean right. but just like the excitement that that 195 gives me is a whole different story than the three or whatever on deadlift and i just i think ethan for everything that he's like accomplished or everything that he's helped me accomplish um because like he said we're both competitive guys we're always pushing each other if it's in war zone we'll be yelling at each other over war zone you know <laughs> we'll be like you want to talk about it if one of us has like more kills or whatever We'll give each other crap in the wrestling room. Like, he weighs 165. I'm wrestling 141. And, like, we don't we don't back down. You know what I mean? Like, he's we were partners today, and he pushed me. I pushed him. We're wrestling through some pain and getting better every single day, even in the lifts. Like, I see he's going up. Oh, I got to go up a little bit. I know I can't do as much, but I'm going to go up. Right. You know what I mean? And that's just an amazing bond that I think I have with Ethan is that we're always going to push each other and be there for each other. And, and I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. Um, obviously, you know, tomorrow we have our 6 a.m. lift. Um, and you guys really do. I can see it from the outside how you guys hold each other accountable. You guys are in bed, you know, by 10 o'clock being real responsible, uh, which is <laughs> yeah. something is something you joke about, but it is something. I mean, sleep is really important, especially when you're, you know, getting up at 6 a.m. and beating each other up. Yeah, 100%. Um But... I, I kind of want to now transition to the wrestling aspect of it. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about your guys' background in the sport um, and your careers leading up to this point. And, and Kenny, we'll start with you. Okay, so I started wrestling in seventh grade. Um, one of my friends, he just came up to me and he's like, hey, you should wrestle. And I, I honestly asked him, I, I said, why? Why should I wrestle? He goes, you just give it a try. And, you know, back in my baller days, I was like, nah, I got basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even though I made B team both years, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, I wrestled seventh grade, you know. I was all right for, I mean, for middle school. And then I wrestled eighth grade year, got a little bit better, wrestled freshman year. Freshman year was, it was hard. Um, that middle school to high school transition is definitely different, you know. Uh, you're going against seniors, juniors who, like, are thinking about the college level and, like, are taking that strength and conditioning seriously and, and their practice seriously. And here I am being a freshman, you know, with uh, two years of experience, you know. And um, freshman year, I actually almost quit uh, my high school team. I honestly almost quit. I said, this is too hard. You know, I can't deal with it. But I talked to my coach, and I stuck through it. I wrestled freshman year, wrestled sophomore year. Junior year, had a little altercation with my coach, ended up getting kicked off the team. Um, came back senior year, wrestled my guts out, you know, made it to regionals. So, like, Michigan's different than Indiana. Uh, we only have districts, regionals, and state. Okay. Um, wrestled, got to regionals. Um, I was in the blood round, dislocated three bones in my ankle, ended my season. But um, now, here at Trine, I mean – I have a couple injuries here and there, you know, but, I mean, wrestling is, is just pushing me, you know what I mean? So, 
um, and I've talked about this in the past, uh, Kenny, was there like a point in your career to this point where you kind of realized and, and understood your passion and love for the sport? Because, I mean, I, I've known you for about a year now, um, if you count my visit, uh, when I first met you, but I can see in this in this last this this last preseason up until now where you've really like turned things on, you know, and you've really worked really hard, uh, whether it be after practice, during practice, or even like going up to uh, Midwest and training right. with some some great kids. Uh, was there ever? Or could you like remember a point in your life where like there was a turning point, or did it kind of gradually happen over time? Yeah. So, um. It was kind of both. It kind of did happen over time, but the true turning point, I would say, was last year we had a team meeting, and COVID messed a whole bunch of things up. We we ended up getting a season back because we didn't wrestle like a quarter of our season or something like that, right? Coach asked us if we wanted to go to nationals because um, anybody could go to nationals. You didn't have to wrestle regionals. Um, anybody could go, could go to nationals, and it was in Iowa. And he asked us, and I said no. But the reason I said no was because I was cutting so much weight. And that, and I, honest to God, I regret that. I wish I would have said yes. I wish I would have sucked it up, cut those 15, 20 pounds again, and wrestled at Nationals, even if I got my butt kicked, just to have that experience. And, um, you know, they always say pain is temporary, but regret lasts forever. I honestly live by that because I, to this day, and I think I'll regret it for a long time, is not wrestling in the national tournament last year when I had the opportunity to go. You know what I mean? That was a true turning point for me, I think, because after that I said, you know, I'm never going to get a chance to just go to nationals. I'm going to have to work my butt off. I have to wrestle my butt off at regionals. I'm going to have to wrestle my butt off before regionals to get that starting spot, you know. So that's when I realized – all right, I got to put in the work. That's when I started lifting every day during the summer and doing all this type of uh, extra wrestling, you know, going to Midwest with some great guys, great coaches. You know, Coach Flieger, shout out to him for showing me a whole bunch of things. Um, yeah, I'd say that was my turning point, but it was also gradual, you know. Middle school, I was like, oh, I'm, I don't want to wrestle. But it just kept, oh, this is fun, this is fun. High school went from wanting to quit to – all right, I, I can push myself. I can get through this, you know? So I, I think that that mentality um, that you had last year and how that kind of changed you, it, it, it does take a sense of maturity to, you know, admit that. Um, a lot of people wouldn't admit that, but I think it's a great turning point in your life. And I think when you look back at it, yeah, it was a mistake, but uh, it's something you learned from. Yeah. And I think that that's really helpful. Um, but Nash, tell me a little bit about your background in the sport in your career so far. Yeah, so I started my sixth grade year, I want to say. I saw a buddy of mine ended up winning a preseason national tournament. I was like, ah, that'd be cool. I'm going to try that. Man, sixth grade year, I was not a preseason national champion. I was getting my butt handed to me. Uh, Middle school, I wasn't anything special, obviously. Not really a ton of guys are. Uh, Going into high school, I came from a really great program. Uh, I had a great uh, head coach when I first started, uh, he would later end up retiring, but uh, I, you know, I came into a great program. I originally wasn't a starter. My uh, first varsity match faced Graham Rooks, who's now ranked, you know, top thirty or so in the nation, in Division One. You know, so I got my butt handed to me. Uh, 
story of my high school career, I kind of got my butt handed to me a lot. I, f- I had a real tough schedule. Uh, I would say I was tougher in high school than I am now just because, uh, man, I was just constantly getting my butt handed to me, but I wanted more of it, you know. Um, later throughout my career, I would gradually get a little better. Uh, didn't get the results I wanted to every year, but senior year, man, I was on a hot hot streak. I ended up making it to state. Um, drew into Alec Vaduya first round, obviously not a great draw. First time Coach Hall gets to see me wrestle, um, getting majored on a Friday night. Right. Uh, not great, but, man, the sport for me has just been just been insane. Uh, knowing that, like, the work I put in is the work, is the results I'm going to get. Uh, you know, like, wrestling's kind of hard. It's different than most sports. You know, there's not a ton of outside factors that can really affect how you do. You know, at the end of the day, you know, if, if I'm not hitting my shots, I'm not scoring. If I'm not stopping his shots – He's scoring, you know. Um, that's just been been the big thing for me. Uh, I love the sport. I have since I started. I don't know why. It's just fun for me. Um, jokingly, this weekend, I yelled out loud after a, a brawl of a match. <laughs> you know, I don't lose fist fights. And last weekend, I think, is what you guys are laughing about. I recently bumped up in weights. I go, ain't nobody beating 165 pound Ethan Nash. <laughs> yeah. I'm standing on the side of the mat yelling that and. This weekend, I get my butt handed to me, so I was like, ah, maybe there's a couple guys. But but it's all a learning process. Oh, yeah. And, and I think process. you guys, you know, have that understanding, that, and it's something I live by. I've talked about it multiple times on the podcast. It's just, you know, you either win or you learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't, I mean, obviously, I haven't, you know, record-wise, obviously, jumping up from, from high school to college, uh, not not doing too well, but... I think last weekend I did a better job of wrestling more confident. Um, didn't get the result I wanted, but uh, it's something we preach here is process over result. Yeah. Um, something I've kind of learned. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs, but it, it's all a part of something greater. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not, you know, nothing is built in a day, um, oh. but it's something that, you know, we work towards every day. Um, so I want to talk about how you've seen – you know, the team grow, uh, we always talk about, you know, wanting to change the culture uh, and, and, and turn things here around. Um, since you guys have stepped on the campus, I think this is the second team you've been a part of. Um, how have you seen kind of the team grow and some of the people on the team grow and, and what's different from this year uh, as opposed to years in the past? Yeah, so last year we kind of came in. Obviously things were hard. We didn't really get a ton of season uh, I ended up getting COVID and gave it to Kenny, so we we actually got a really short season. But yeah. uh, culture's been different. Uh, you know, your class specifically, you guys really seem to love wrestling. You know, I don't want to sound say this in a cocky way, but like my class, we you know we kind of started something. You guys are carrying it right on. Um, n- nothing against classes before, but man, I feel like this year we're just we're hungry. You know, we're 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 all young. We've got two guys don't have four years of eligibility like it's crazy we're all technically like freshmen i guess you could say we're all hungry we're all you know wanting to get better i'm seeing that out of everyone everyone's showing up to everything we're all pushing each other you know and that that's just nice to see um from an outside perspective like taking a step away and noticing guys like putting in extra work like that that's cool to see like last year necessarily we didn't none of us really wanted to we were complacent the practice was over we were complacent the lifts were over uh we didn't you don't have to run today ah coaches won't be there we're not going to do much you know coaches weren't there we were playing spike ball instead of putting ourselves to a practice this year i genuinely think we'd we'd have a great practice if we had to go through a situation like that you know like 
it's a crazy it's a crazy switch to take a step back and think. It's almost like a whole 180 between the coaches, the wrestlers, you know, just the overall culture, the fans, you know, parents and everything. It's for me, like for what I think, I think it's a whole 180 compared to last year. And that's amazing to hear. And that's just something that uh, people feed off. I mean, we all feed off of each other. If I see you two working hard and pushing each other, it's going to push me. Um, but Kenny, can you kind of talk about how uh, things have kind of changed uh, with this team and what you what you kind of want to build here at Trine? Yeah, so like I 100% agree with Ethan. Um, I think from last year, a whole lot of things have turned around. Um, you know, again, not not in a cocky way, but I think our class, uh, we were the start of something, you know. Um, we had a lot of good kids come in, and Coach did a really good job of recruiting your class, you know. You guys are freaking studs. You're, like Ethan said, you guys love the sport. You're wanting to get better. Uh, last year, we had a, a couple of situations where, you know, people were dragging along, not wanting to practice, and, you know, that stuff's contagious, and like I was, I was part of that sometimes, but it's contagious. And like this year, like there's times where I'm like, dang, I gotta go practice. You know, like I'm feeling tired. I didn't get my nap in or something like that. Right. You know, <laughs> um, I had a busy day. Like I'm feeling sluggish, but I see Nash over here singing a song, skipping, being happy. Like that just brings me up. And it's like, all right, it's it's about we're about to have fun at practice. You know, um, but like on what I want to build for like the program. I want to build a family, you know. I think we've done a really good job of that so far. Um, I know I can go to any other wrestlers for anything. I can go to you, Ethan, Josh, AJ, Joey. I can go to anybody for anything, whether it be school, family, life in general, like whatever it may be. But I also want to build a good, strong team, like wrestling-wise. I want us to be, like, great. I want us to be legendary. You know, I want these next four years to be the best four years that Trine has ever seen out of Trine wrestling. Um, I mean, these past two weekends, we've already placed a lot more wrestlers than we have in the past. You know, like coach tells us that and it's like it's a confidence booster. It means we're doing things right. You know, we're practicing correctly. We're practicing the right things. We're lifting. Um, we're hitting the right workouts, stuff like that. We're pushing each other. Um, and like back to the family thing, like. It's amazing to see at the whole team, literally the whole team, all, what, 20, 20 guys in one corner while one guy is wrestling. That's amazing to see. And Coach Hall said it. He's like, I've never seen that from trying. You know, and that just shows how close we are and how much we're willing to push each other and make each other better. You know, you're in that third period. You're, di you're dead, bro. You're dead. You know, you've got five minutes of wrestling in and you got two more. But you hear your team in that corner, you're like, oh, they're here with me. I can keep pushing, you know. Like for me, it's like, oh, I don't want to let my team down. So I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do it for them. If not for me, do it for them, you know. And that's what I, I want to keep building. I want to build a strong fundamental, and I want to build a family as trying wrestling. And I'm really, really glad you brought that up um, because, you know, in college – or not in college, in high school – um, at a tournament, you know, if you weren't wrestling, yeah, you'd be cheering your guys on, but it'd be from the stands. Right. Um, I was never, and my teams were never, like, in somebody's corner, you know, cheering for them um, and be, really being there for them. And I think I can speak for a lot of people. Sometimes when you're wrestling, 
you kind of get lost and you can't really hear anything. Sometimes yeah. you can't hear coach, you can't hear the referee. You're just locked in. But I will say when I was wrestling this weekend, um, I think it was my first match and I was on bottom, um, I could I could hear some of the guys yelling for me. And like you said, it was like, I don't want to let those guys down. I feed off that energy. Yeah. And I think it's it's something really cool. And I didn't I overlooked it so much because it wasn't present in high school, but it really is something really cool to see. I mean, when I was walking in, you know, from the bathroom coming in uh, to the tournament, I was like, okay, do we have anybody wrestling? And I looked over in the corners, and I could see if there was six or seven trying guys in a corner, Someone there's somebody wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think uh, it, it doesn't go unnoticed, whether it be from us or the coaches or, or coaches from other school. I think that's something really cool. Um, but, Nash, I kind of want to ask you, you know, what do you want to build here at Trine, and what do you want um, the legacy for you to leave? Man, when I walk out, when, when my class graduates – I want I want there to be a new trine like this whole podcast building a trinacy like that's perfect you know like I don't want trying to be the same school I walked in on like I knew coming into this that trines an underdog that trines you know we don't have the greatest history in wrestling like I want us to be a wrestling school I want us to be a legit program I want people to come to trying and think like these guys are some dogs they're gonna work you know like I want when I when I leave, I want people to know that my class, that your class, that you know, like we came here with a purpose, we came here with a mission to be the best we can, and we give it everything we can just to get to there. You know, like at the end of the day, that process over result thing, that, that's a hundred percent, like like what it should be. You know, like you won't always wrestle your best in a tournament, but if you give it a hundred percent effort, like that's what people will remember. They'll remember the dog fight you got into. I love that you said that because I think having a group of guys who have that same mentality um, is what what builds and strives a program to be great. Um, but I kind of want to talk about uh, Coach Hall and Coach Clark. Obviously, you know, last year you guys didn't have Coach Clark, but uh, talk to me a little bit about how the coaches have kind of impacted you since you've walked on, and, and maybe not even just as a team, but it's giving you some individual attention. Um, and really, because, I mean, I can see it. I think the coaches are there. They, they want the best for you. Um, and I've never had coaches like Coach Hall and Coach Clark um, who just push yourself. I mean, I had to practice with Coach Clark today. And man was beating me up. Man was uh, man was gassing me. But I know it's all it's all about love, and it's all to make me better. So can you guys talk a little bit about uh, how the coaches have really impacted you since you've stepped on the campus? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'll start with Coach Hall. Um he honestly, he gave me a huge opportunity, you know, because, I mean, you look at a kid, never made it to state, and got kicked off his junior year for running his mouth. You know, you typically think, oh, he's not he's not going to get recruited, you know. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't the best wrestler in high school. Um, like, Coach Hall gave me such a huge opportunity that I thank him for, and he's honestly also like a dad. You know what I mean? Um, he's always there for you. He And he made that known. The very first year I was here, he made it known that even on my visit, he's like, you know, I'm your coach, but I also want you to think of me as kind of like your dad. If you need something and you're really struggling in something and you can't get a hold of anybody else or you want me, I'm, I will be there. Whether it's just talking about girlfriend issues or talking about a home situation or wrestling or whatever it may be, 
he's always going to be there, you know. And I love that about Coach Hall because, like, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of coaches like that. You know, a lot of coaches just want you to be a better wrestler, be a better lifter, stronger lifter. But Coach Hall wants you to be, wants you to be a better person. He emphasizes that he considers his job complete if you're a better person, not necessarily if you're a better wrestler or if you're a better athlete, if you're a better lifter, strong lifter, whatever it may be. As long as you are a better person, he did his job. You know what I mean? Coach Clark as well, I mean, I know I can go to that. I know I can go to Coach for anything. Um, he's a goofball, man. I mean, <laughs> he, he, I was wrestling him today as well, and, you know, he's 60 pounds heavier than me, but he's also pushing me. And I love that. Coach Hall does the same thing. I wrestled him as well. I mean, these are 200-plus-pound men, and, like, I'm wrestling them, and they're pushing me. They're oh, not – yeah, they're dogging on me. <laughs> but, like, they're, they're letting me work my things and uh, helping me get better. And Coach Clark, man, he's, he's a horse, man. He's, he'll work you. And I love that about Coach Clark. He's also always willing to be there for you, you know. During the lift – if you need help, he'll help you, and then after he'll be like, "Hey, are you okay?" You know, I had a, I had a morning where I wasn't doing so hot. I woke up on the wrong side of bed. You know, I was just, I was mad, and he let me lift that way. He let me lift all mad and po'd. You know, and I was like, "Okay, well now I feel a little bit better." You know, I got the lift done. About an hour after the lift, I got a text. He's like, "Hey, are you okay?" And it, it didn't throw me off, but I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And he goes, "Are you sure? Like, you seem a little mad at the lift." I was just gonna make sure everything's okay, and like I really, I really appreciated that, and I still appreciate that from Coach Clark, and he, Coach Hall does the same thing. I mean, they just want to make sure you're doing okay and that you become a better person, a better student, a better athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you touched on a little bit how it's how it's not just about wrestling uh, for them. It's they really do. I mean, obviously they care for you in wrestling. You know, they they want yeah. the best for you in that, but. In a more deeper sense, they want you to be the better, the best person, uh, and you touched on that a little bit. Uh, but Nash, how how have Coach Clark and Coach Hall kind of affected you? Um, obviously, since Coach Clark got here, but for Coach Hall, you know, from the moment you stepped on the campus. Yeah, so I'll go in the I'll go in the opposite order that Kenny went. Uh, I'll talk about Coach Clark first. Coach Clark's been he's been a great addition to this program. Um, this is our second year on campus, Kenny and I, and we've had two different assistant head coaches and. I love Coach Clark, man. Like he he's young, he's hungry, he he's got some stuff he wants to accomplish, but he pushes me. Like I, I feel really close to him personally. Uh he pushes me in workouts. You know, Kenny Kenny pushes me so far and Kenny knows my limits. Kenny knows what where I need to go, where I need to improve. Coach Clark doesn't care about any of that. He's just <laughs> he's just getting me to go, you know, and, and like at the end of the day that's beneficial and he he's nice he jokes around with me he teaches me some things about exercise science because he's got my job or he's got the job that i want uh you know and hoping one day to get that going um so he he's beneficial in that aspect he's always in my corner we've got a handshake we do before every match he's pushing me in matches you know i walked off the mat after majoring a kid he's like you need to shoot more like why didn't you go for the takedown the last 30 seconds i'm like dude I'm tired. He's like, ah, but you broke him. Like, you broke him. Get, finish him. And I'm like, ah, I'm just tired, man. You know, like, but that that's going to help me in the long run. Because, you know, in that 30-second sprint that I need to get done at the end of a match to win, you know, I'll be ready. Right. You know, and um, Coach Clark's just great. He's a great addition. I love the guy to death, you know. I, I'm just incredibly grateful we have him. Uh, and Coach Hall, Coach Hall's been 
been amazing for me. Uh, like Kenny mentioned, he he's like a dad. He is a dad, obviously. He's got his own kid nowadays, but uh, he, he's a dad to us in aspects. Uh, without going into too much detail, I've got some mental health problems that both Kenny and uh, Coach Hall have, you know, helped me with incredibly. You know, uh, mental health sometimes gets overlooked by your coaches. They're wanting just results, but Coach Hall will check in on me. He'll make sure I'm doing the right things. He's making sure that I'm prioritizing myself, working on myself mentally. Um, and that stuff's huge. Like, knowing that he cares about that, man, that I remember one day he sent me a text, you know, checking in on me, and I cried just because, like, it was so nice to feel like someone cared. And Coach Hall does, man. He'll he'll pull you aside. He'll play He'll He'll rope you in thinking you're playing a game of chess with him. You know, super deep conversation, talking about life, man. And those are the greatest talks I've had with Coach Hall. And on a more on a less serious note, you know, he's also, you know, he's incredible. He's young as well. He's what, like thirty two, something like that. I think he's twenty seven. He's twenty seven now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I don't think he's, he's, that he's old. getting old though. He, he's <laughs> not. He's not gonna like that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do the sprints for it. Um, <laughs> you know, but he understands us. He understands the struggles we go to. He went to college. Uh, at Olivet, you know, he understands the kind of things we're going through, why we just want to play some war zone. Kenny and I have actually dogged on him in a two-on-one, search and destroy. Yeah, he uh, won't admit it, though. We'll stand by it. Um, <laughs> he's fun, though. He, he's incredibly fun to have. He's, he's close, you know. Both both my uh, high school head coaches were old farts, you know, 70-plus years old. Great coaches, love them to death, but they didn't understand a word I was saying when it came to just casual conversations. Coach Hall, having Coach Hall is nice. Um, love the man to death. Couldn't imagine having a different head coach. And like Kenny mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, like he's a big reason that a lot of guys are here because he's just he's different. The the energy he's able to give off is just something else, man. I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. I think the way he uh, rubs off on people, I think it's just amazing and. Like, I think I talked about this with Josh. Um, great coaches, you know, there's absolutely no doubting that, but great people too, um, yeah. and how they kind of influence their wrestlers and the people in their lives. And kind of kind of to add to what Ethan said um, about, like, a lot of the athletes being here because of him, uh, I think it's because I feel like it's because he makes you feel wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he does – I don't know how to explain it, but he does a really good job of making you feel wanted and making you feel important to the team. Um, like, I look back now, I'm like, dude, I was a horrible wrestler. Like, I would smoke my high school self right now. Like, why'd you recruit me? But I know, like, Coach Hall saw something in me, you know, that I didn't see at the time. And he helped me see that. And, like, he makes you feel wanted. He makes you feel important. And he, like, is always looking out for your future, whether it be in wrestling or it be in your academics or it be, um, like, uh, for a job or something. I know he's helped a couple past wrestlers um, get good opportunities, you know what I mean? No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, and in the time I've been here, can't talk about it enough. Uh, to kind of touch on what you guys were saying about how Coach Hall and Coach Clark physically push you. Um, yeah. I've practiced with both of them, man. In, in, <laughs> in a 24-hour in a span, I went live with Coach Hall and, and, and drilled today with the whole practice with Coach Clark. And, man, I've never been so tired in my life. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy because, like, I know that I, – I, and I do. I accept it, and it's, I do welcome it. 
Um, when I go with Coach Hall and I get my butt kicked, it's like, yeah, man, like, of course nobody likes getting their butt kicked. You know, you want to do that. But um, I really do appreciate that they're there to, to kind of help us out with that. Um, but I kind of want to transition a little bit. Uh, it's a long season, um, something that's really o- overlooked, especially in wrestling in a sport where you got to cut weight um, and, and a lot of people starve themselves. Um, how important is nutrition during this year and kind of maintaining a good diet in, in that aspect? Because obviously we know everybody's got to cut weight um, responsibly, of course. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about your diet and your nutrition life? Yeah, so I was, I'd say before Co- before Coach Clark came for sure, I wasn't very strict or I wasn't very um, smart about my diet. Uh, last year, I mean, there was, there was a week, I kid you not, Ethan can agree to this, that I ate celery for a whole week <laughs> just to make weight. Um, like, I didn't know anything about nutrition. You know, I wasn't doing things correctly. And I, I noticed it, you know, like my first tournament, I kid you not, bro, I, I puked before and after every single match because I just wasn't doing things right. I couldn't hold anything down. I was dehydrated. And I I felt that for the whole week, you know. And this year, like, last week was my first cut because I'm dealing with some injuries. Um, Last week was my first cut. I went from 152 to 141. Now, a lot of people think 11 pounds is a lot, but if you do it the right way, it's really not. You know, I had a six-pound practice one day because I drank so much water. You know, Coach Coach Clark emphasizes, uh, you know, drink your water daily, gallon to two gallons every single day. A gallon is about eight pounds. I had a six-pound practice, you know, so there's a lot of my water. Um, I mean, Coach Clark has taught us a lot about nutrition, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm, my nutrition is not on point. Um, you know, I'm still trying to get used to no gluten, no dairy, <laughs> stuff like that, you know. Um, but I, I have seen a huge impact on, like, the no gluten and no dairy because, like I said, I have a few injuries. You know, I'm, I hurt my knee pretty bad a few weeks ago, uh, felt a pop, heard a pop, and it was swollen. You know, I wasn't able to walk. Um, people were for sure that I tore my meniscus and stuff, you know, and that was – it was it was a scary situation, but um, once I started taking the uh, gluten free and dairy free thing serious, I feel a lot better, uh, both mentally. I don't feel as foggy. I don't feel as sluggish. I don't feel as tired. Um, well, I guess physically as well. I don't feel as tired, and my joints just move better. You know, my knee doesn't hurt as much anymore. It's not um, interior wise. It's swollen, but you can't tell it's swollen from the outside. Uh, but that's just because of bursitis or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, I mean, Coach Clark makes sure makes sure that you are on point, or at least um, takes some of his things into consideration to perform the best you can. And I think every single wrestler on the team has benefited from that. Yeah, and I I totally agree. Um, like something I kind of want to talk about is is we have all the resources here needed. Um, I know Coach Clark puts together a team cooler every week yeah. um, with the right stuff, and we have a, a, a schedule now of what you're supposed yeah. to eat based on your weight. 
Uh, we do daily weight checks um, to make sure everybody's doing the right things, um, which I think is super, super cool, uh, especially for a smaller D3 college um, to have a guy like Coach Clark and Coach Hall who really put in those t- that time um, for us and s- sets aside the resources to, to just make us the best wrestlers we can. Right. Um, because nutrition is so overlooked, especially in, in an aspect where, you know, some guys in high school, I would, some of the guys on my team wouldn't eat for the whole week. Yeah. Um, and all the head coach overlooks that because at the end of the day, you're going to make weight. Um, yeah. But to have coaches who are really, really involved and, and set you up in the best way possible is really cool. Um, Nash, I kind of want to talk to you about your nutrition, uh, especially being a big lifting guy. Um, outside of the summer, you know, when you're eating flaming hot mac and cheese. Oh, I <laughs> started on that stuff, man. <laughs> talk to me a little bit about your nutrition in season. Yes, my my nutrition isn't great. I'll go ahead and say that at the beginning. My nutrition definitely isn't anywhere near what it should be. Uh, definitely not like Kenny. I'm not trying the whole gluten-free, dairy-free thing. I can't do dairy in general, but I'm not trying gluten-free. Uh, Coach Clark and I have a running joke that that's just happiness-free. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Uh, in season, I typically just do a ton of protein. I feel great on that. I feel like I'm able to lose my own weight. I'm trying to get a gallon, but I have an addiction to hot chocolate. So <laughs> oftentimes I'll replace a couple bottles of water with some hot chocolate. Okay. But now for the most part, I eat fairly well and I feel great doing it. Um, most of my meals are fairly good. I do do throw in a couple happiness meals, a couple emotional based. Um, but at the end of the day, like this, the same stuff that Kenny was mentioning, we've got the cooler, we've got the timing down for everything. Uh, I feel great doing the stuff that Coach Clark is trying to get me to do, trying to, you know, get away from some of the more processed foods, some of the more fried foods. And I'm definitely noticing some results. Um, I'm just more of an emotional based eater, so it's kind of hard for me. Um, There's definitely something I'm working at, working at with Coach Clark for sure. Yeah, so um, I think it's really cool, like I kind of touched on at trying, how important uh, we have realized, like, nutrition. I mean, every day before practice, Coach Clark is like, make sure we're getting our protein and make sure you're getting your water. Um, if a guy's not if, – if somebody – if he asks somebody, he's like, hey, how much water did you drink today? And somebody's like, I don't know, man, half a gallon. He just, like, looks at him. It's, it's, it's so funny. But yeah. it, it is really cool to see, you know, things done the right way. Yeah. And yeah. not have guys in sauna suits just sitting in the sauna, running and, and cutting weight the the wrong way. Um, I think that's really cool and really beneficial. Um, but I kind of want to transition. Something that I think really overlooked in athletics, and I didn't realize until you know my junior, senior year of high school, was the mentality aspect. Kenny, I know you're huge on mentality in Nash. I know you are too, but... Uh, uh, Kenny, I know you post a lot of a lot of Instagram stories about mentality. Uh, no, yeah. I mean not not even in like a sarcastic way, but um, can you talk to me? I mean, it's a long season, man. A lot of ups and downs, and to both of you guys, um, and I've seen it with myself too. Struggled with injuries, um, some nagging stuff. Can you talk to me about how you keep your mind strong through such a long season? Yeah. So, like you said, I I'm a huge <laughs> mentality guy. Um, I mean, it's just. For a long season like this, I think you got to take take it uh, by the moment. You know, don't don't focus don't focus too much on the end of the season, that regional uh, tournament. Don't focus too much on it. Yeah, focus on it. That's important. That's an important tournament. You know, but 
don't make that your main focus because then you're going to forget or you're going to, like, not pay attention to how you're performing at all these other tournaments. And if you get injured and all you're focused on is regionals, you're going to freak out. And I learned that if you freak out when you get injured, it makes things a lot worse. Um, when I heard, I've never heard a pop like that in my knee, and I freaked out. And, you know, David, David couldn't, our, our athletic trainer, David, he couldn't do anything because I was just freaking out. You know, I couldn't catch my breath. I was moving. I was squirming. And Coach, Call, Coach Hall comes down, and he's like, hey, you need to calm down. Calm down. Everything's going to be all right. Um, you know, I've there's a lot of people who have instilled in me that you got to be optimistic. You know, I know it, it's a hard thing to do to be optimistic, but Coach Hall is also one of the ones that has taught me that um, – yeah, everything happens for a reason, you know, kind of like what you said before. You live and you learn. Um, I don't believe in a loss. You learn from, quote, unquote, loss, you know. If you win, awesome. There's still something to learn from that win. Right. You know, if you lost, like, I lost a turn. I lost a match I shouldn't have lost this weekend. And I learned from Coach Hall, and I learned from myself. I noticed it right away that. What I did wrong was something I shouldn't have been doing. You know, I shouldn't have left my arm there for him to hit that Peterson. And I learned from it. So now, the next match, I didn't leave my arm dragging down there. I, I was getting to work on top, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, mentality for me is a huge thing. I think the most, the more optimistic you can be, the better. Um because then you're not worried about all that negativity and you're not spreading that negativity around the team because once you spread that negativity around the team, I believe that it just it takes everybody down the wrong path, you know what I mean? And I think that's what – or I think we've done a very good job of not doing that this year. Um, we've had a couple kids get hurt. We have had kids lose matches, but you still see a smile on their face. By the end of the day, you'll see a smile on their face. And it's because – they're learning from that. They're being optimistic. You know what I mean? They're taking it by the moment. They're taking it tournament by tournament, match by match. And I think that's huge because in high school, I lost. I was, my mood for the rest of the day was bad, you know. But something that Coach Hall and Coach Clark preach about is short-term memory. Whether it's making a mistake in that match or losing that match, short-term, you know. If you lose... Put it behind you. You got a next one. Go get them at the next one. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I just think as, as long as you focus on those things and be optimistic that your season, it'll, it'll go by quick for sure because you won't be focusing on those negative things. So I think you touched on a lot of great things there and something I wanted to say before I let Nash answer. Uh, my high school football coach, Coach Dynan, uh, he always preached this thing called live in the moment. Um, yeah. you know, when it's something that I think a lot of athletes struggle with is, is anxiety about future events, you know, right. Oh, who am I going to wrestle at, at regionals or, or the MIAA championships or in this and that, but you have to like, and it's something I learned, like you can't change that right now, you know, work on what you can change right now. Win this drill, win this live go, win this situation. Um, and I think that that takes a lot of stress out of your life. Yeah, and another thing Coach Hall said a lot, or says a lot, is, you know, 
or I've heard also heard a lot, not just from Coach Hall, but is it's focused on what you can control, which is your effort and attitude. If you can give 100% effort and you still lose, you still give it 100%. Can't be mad. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And then that's when you focus on your attitude. You're going to give, I come in with a bad attitude, I'm mad, you're going to be like, oh, don't mess with Kenny or whatever. And then Nash is going to be the same way, you know? And then sooner or later, that just sends it down, down the line, down the line, and then everybody just doesn't want to practice. And then we don't get better. You know what I mean? No, I, and, and it just goes back to that culture thing being contagious. Yeah. Um, Nash, I really want to figure out what your mentality is, man, because um, you, <laughs> we joke about it a lot. You are the human embodiment of the face-off song. <laughs> by the rock <laughs> and we joke about it a lot but nash man i've never seen a guy like you not a more perfect setup and uh. in your matches man you're like you're in the dude's face man I, I thought you were gonna gonna get into like four fights this weekend you're pounding on your chest it, it, it's it's a great thing to watch but you're you're always pushing the pace you're always being the aggressor and i think it's something that's that's rare to see but it really benefits somebody so can you walk me through kind of your mental process yeah, so I'll touch on what you just said. Uh, I wrestled six matches this past weekend, man. And I think, in, in like what you said, four of them, I mean, I was ready to go to war. Uh, a big thing for me is 100% effort. Uh, you know, just giving it everything I've got. You know, because in high school and last year even, I noticed, you know, I, I would reflect on my day. Like, man, I could have done this a, a little bit different, you know. Like, even this past weekend, I gave up a takedown in the last, like, 10 seconds. I end up losing by one, you know, 10 seconds more of wrestling, 10 second change. And I win a match, you know, like that, that's crazy to think. And, you know, I'm pretty upset about that, but you know, like what Kenny mentioned, the short term memory, um, for me, it's just maximum effort in everything I do, classwork, uh, schoolwork. I, that's kind of the same thing. Lifts, running, wrestling, you know, lifting everything, man. It's just. I believe in it. To I've got a quote on my phone from one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Uh, Kyle, you and I can debate this separately. Jordan Burroughs, I have quoted on saying, success is the peace of mind knowing that you've given your all into achieving a goal. You know, and I'm big into uh, believing in that. Like, I tell myself before, like, I'm going to give this everything I've got for seven whole minutes. I'm going to leave everything out there. If it if it ends in a fist fight, you know, I hope not. I'm not trying to <laughs> not trying to get to that situation, but you know, like I'm gonna lay everything out. And at the end of the day, I'm proud of that. You know, like yeah, I'll, I'll be the human embodiment of face off if that's what it's got to be. But like, I'm gonna lay everything out, and I'll be proud of that. Win win lose draw, I don't care, man. I'm I'm proud of myself if I can just walk off the mat knowing that, man, I'm walking on fumes that. I just gave it my everything. Now I got to go recharge just to do it again. That, that's that's me. I know a lot of guys don't necessarily want to give it their all during practice. They'll save a little f per drill to save for the last sprint, save for the last live go. Man, screw that. Like, I'm big into just giving it everything. Uh, I do want to point out, just for anybody who can't see him, uh, Nash does have a max effort T-shirt on. But it's it's something that I've seen him live by, and I think it's really cool. Something I want to ask you about. Um, before we kind of get into the rapid the rapid fire stuff and close things off, um, you guys both have a burn the boat tattoo. What's yeah. that? What's that about? So, <laughs> so uh, last year, Coach Hall would always tell us, 
where he'd always break things down with burn the boat. And one day, I think it was both me and Ethan, or one of us, asked Coach, what does that mean? What do you mean by burn the boat? And he said, you know, when Vikings conquer land, they would burn their boat. They'd get on land and burn their boat. And I was thrown off. I was like, why would you do that? You know, you, if you lose, you don't you want to like retreat? You have a way to retreat? The Vikings weren't like that. If they lost, they were going to die. It's either they conquer the land or they die trying. You know what I mean? And I, I, honestly, I kind of live by the tattoo we have. No matter if it's wrestling, if it's school, if it's life, you know, whatever I do, I'm going to do at max effort, 100%. And if I lose, I know I gave it my all. If I die doing it, I know I gave it my all. You know, like, just real quick, Israel Adesanya, um, one of his most famous moments was in between rounds, he's uh, he's uh, seen saying the words, I am prepared to die. I am prepared to die over and over again. And I honestly think that's probably one of the best mentalities to have because that shows that you're willing to give the 100% no matter what situation you're in. If you're getting the crap beat out of you, but you're still giving it 100% and you come off with a smile on your face, in my opinion, you won. You know what I mean? Sure, there's a couple things you got to learn. You got your butt beat, but you won. You gave it your all. Can't do anything else, you know what I mean? No, I, I totally get what you're saying, and I think it's just, you know, I, I didn't know that about the tattoo, but that's a that's a great mentality and, and a life to live by. Uh, Nash, do you kind of want to talk about what the uh, the burn the boat means to you? Yeah, so one thing Kenny kind of skipped over is that this was a motto that the team carried, right? So yeah, yeah. this wasn't something that appeared last year. We're standing outside of a, a garage last year. We wrestled in a garage because we couldn't get into the room. Coach Hall's talking to us about this, and Kenny and I turned to each other and like, let's get that tattooed. Yeah. We, we made this decision very last minute. Kenny, Kenny made it before I did. I kind of last minute. I was like, hey, I'm going to go with you and get this tattooed. Um, you know, we burnt the boat, as you could say, in making this decision. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, for me, man, like, you can see me. Like, I'll slap my chest. Like, it is something I like to live by, you know. It's... It's a way of life. It's not just wrestling for, for me, for Kenny. It, it's a way of life, you know. Vikings live by that, you know, and I think I think more people could benefit from living that kind of idea. You'll never regret putting your all into something, you know. Like, at the end of the day, oh, well, you didn't you put your 100% into work, didn't get a promotion, oh, well, you got better at your job. You got better at wrestling. You got, you got a better grade. Like, are you going to complain that you did more homework to get a better grade, that you got a higher you studied for an hour longer, you got a, you know, 5% increase on your test exam. Like, yeah. you're not going to complain about putting in more effort. You know, like, you know, when you're laying, when you're laying down, thinking about life at the end, you know, like, you're going to remember all the moments that you were happy with the work you put in. And that, that's something that I don't want to strip my future self from. I don't want the what ifs. I don't want that kind of stuff. So living by burn the boat by 100% effort, man, that, that's something that, like, if I could preach to anyone, that would be, like, the number one thing that I would preach. You know, like, your body doesn't mean anything if your brain won't do it. Yeah. Telling yourself, burn the boat. Just get it done. And kind of to touch off uh, Ethan there, um, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge tattoo guy. I mean, I have five tattoos. 
Um, burn the boat is one of them. And like you said earlier, um, you see my post about mentality and stuff. I'm a huge mentality type of guy. And I just think, like Ethan said, if you know you gave it 100% and you did everything you could, that what, what are you going to regret? You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to not be happy about, you know? And it kind of goes off kind of like with the lion mentality, if you know what I mean by that, you know? For the people that don't know, it's like, um, I think it's E.T., Eric Thomas, a motivational speaker, he says, a lion is a, or he, he asked them, he said, do you want to be an, are you an alligator or are you a lion? And people were, they seemed confused. And he said, I can kill an alligator with my bare hands. And again, they seemed confused. And he goes, you wait till he eats. When he eats, he's satisfied. And he goes to sleep. And then he kills the, the alligator. A lion, I mean, pro a lot of people know about that lion mentality. You're never satisfied. You're always hungry. You know, you're driven. And I just think back to, like, kind of the, mi the right mindset is that's how you need to be with wrestling. Wrestling's a tough sport. It's a long season. I mean, what, five months? Yeah, something like that, five, six months. Yeah, I'm, that's half a year, dog. That's a long <laughs> yeah. time. You know, you're beating, you're beating up your body. For five months. And, I mean, I think you need to be the strongest lion you can be. Don't don't satisfy yourself, you know. If you win a tournament, cool. Go win the next one. If you make it to regionals, or if you go to the nationals, don't be satisfied with going to nationals. Place. Get a win. You know what I mean? Like, always, always drive to be better at something. Always drive to win for something. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be wrestling. It can be if you're a huge academic person and you take your classes very seriously, strive to get a better grade, get a better test grade, you know? And, yeah, I just I just want to touch on that a little bit. I think that's a great mentality to have, and I'm really glad that you uh, kind of shared that with us. Um, and the meaning behind the tattoo It's just, so like I said, it's something I never knew. I was always curious about, but... It makes a lot of sense because I think it's something that I can see through both of you guys by how you live. Um, but now I'm going to ask some rapid-fire questions, get to know you kind of like as a wrestler. Um, just quick answers. Um, what's your favorite food after weigh-in? Kenny, we'll start with you. Oh, my favorite food this year has been a huge thing because Coach Clark introduced it and, you know, the whole gym thing is the Rice Krispie. Okay. Either Rice Krispie or some sort of gummies would be my favorite, my go-to. Okay, Nash, what about you? I got to have something crunchy, some kind of chips, something, peanuts, something, dude. Okay. Chex mix, trail mix, anything, man. Oh, trail mix are good, too. Okay, okay, music or no music? Nash, we'll start with you. Some days, yes, some days, no. I mean, you said I embody the face-off, so <laughs> some days I got to listen to that. Some days I'm just in the zone regardless. Okay, Kenny, music guy? Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge music guy. I mean, I'll be walking anywhere with music. Uh, before a match, I'm listening to music. After the match, listening to music. Um, timing uh, is huge for me on what type of music to listen to. You know, on the bus ride to a tournament, I'm, I'll listen to country. You know, stay calm, stay collected. A uh, couple matches out, I'm listening to freaking, I kid you not, I'm listening to Screamo. I'm listening to Five Finger Death Punch, like, I'm ready to kill someone. 
Like, I, I kid you not, right, I'm right. ready to go out there. Like, this weekend, I had a bra. I had freaking blood everywhere. I had my head wrapped, my nose plugged, my ear split open. Like, you know, that's the type of music I listen to. I'm a music guy, I'd say. Okay. Um, how do you guys lock in and, and kind of strategize for your matches before? Uh, Kenny, we'll start with you. So, I got big into um, visualizing my match. Um, you know, I I kind of think to myself, all right, I'm going to go out there. I'm a collar tie with this dude. I like being in people's face. So I'm a collar tie with this dude. I'm going to do it, whatever. And then if that doesn't work, I'm going to do something else. Like I visualize that way I'm ready and I know that I know what to do. But again, sometimes I just use the music to lock in. Like country, I'll be like, all right, I'm in the mood. I'm groovy. And then when once I hit that heavy metal uh, screamo stuff, I'm like, all right, it's time to go. Right. Like, I, sometimes I don't visualize. I'm just, you'll see it in my eyes that I just don't care what anybody says. You can ask me a question. I'm not going to answer you. Like, I'm locked in. Okay, okay. I think that's, all right. I saw that Saturday. I tried to ask you something. You just totally ignored me. <laughs> um, but but I, I did realize that you were very locked in. Um, Nash, talk to me a little bit about how you lock in before your match. So I'm different from Kenny. I don't like the visualization. I've tried it, man. Problem is, then I'm going out into matches expecting something. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to force something. For me, I, I like to think of the work I've put in. You know, I, I love the Rocky movies. I, I always will. Creed as well. I love those movies. I have yeah. my own little training montage. I think of. I think about all the weights I've lifted, all the runs I've hit, practices I've done. You know, the countless amounts of or countless gallons of sweat I've lost. You know, like I have my own little training montage. I kind of go through in my head. I know it sounds kind of weird, but like just knowing that I, I put in the work. Let's see what comes out of it. Put in the work, put in the air. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just, just always go back to that song. Um, yeah, but um, talk to me. Do you guys uh, have any pre-match ritual or kind of pre-match thing that you have to do? I know some people are really superstitious. Yeah. Um, so um, I think not in the hole, but the one before in the hole um, or whatever, after or before, I have shorts shirt and sweater okay once i hit the hole take my short my shorts off I, I i like to keep my upper body warm just because um you know you use a lot of your upper body i mean you use your whole body but a lot of times you're squeezing the whole match um i like to keep my upper body warm once i'm on deck i take off actually this year i got into i don't take off my shirt and sweatshirt until i'm up so i'll keep my sweater and my shirt on keep a sweat maybe keep a sweat going um, until I'm up, and then once I'm up, they tell me the color, blue or green, or red or green, and then whatever color that is, I grab that, uh, what is it, uh, ankle wrap, right, ankle wrap, um, I go, I grab it from the center, and I go across to the edge of the circle from my color, I put it on, I kind of like rub my leg, um, and then... I say a little prayer, and then I look up into the sky because my grandpa's a huge part of me. He's a father figure to me. I dedicated a tattoo to him. Um, I look up in the sky. I ask for his protection, and I tell him I'm doing this for you. And, uh, and then I just hit my chest. Sometimes I hit my legs, not really. And then I just go out into the center, and I'm ready to roll. 
Okay, I love that. Um, Nash, talk to me. Do you have anything you have to do before? Man, I, I pray during the warm-up or, you know, we have an individual warm-up. I'll pray during that. Uh, I'm a big look-good, feel-good kind of guy, so I'm fixing my socks, stuff like that, trying to make sure my socks look good. Oddly enough, that's about the only thing. My single goods mess up. I don't really care. Headgear, hair, I don't really care about. It's just my socks, man. <laughs> feeling, like, feeling them being like lower or higher yeah. up on my leg. Like I know exactly where I want my socks to be at this point. Um, I'll give like a yell occasionally. Just kind of shock, shock my system, shock my brain, get some blood flowing. Um, I'm always like real sweaty. Like My hands have this like real cold sweat going all the time, so like... I try and keep a good sweat going. I stay layered up till right before my match. Uh, Coach Clark and I have a handshake we do. And, you know, like, once once I slap his hands, man, like, it's go time. Like, you know, it's that I'm I'm, I'm trying wrestler. You know, I always look at my singlet. I love I love our new ones we got. just says trying right across. And, like, that that's that's me. Like, I'm res- representing trying. Like, they're going to know that, like, hey, that, that trying wrestler wrestled 165, man. That I want to be known as that guy who like gave it a hundred percent, and that's what I want to be labeled as, like that guy. Okay, yeah, I totally get what you're saying there. Um, talk a little bit about um, to anybody who's who's kind of listening to this on the fence about things, doesn't know what they're doing, doesn't have college plans. Why should somebody come to Trine? Uh there's a lot of reasons to come to Trine. If I'm being honest with you, uh, the professors are amazing. Um, you're not just a number to them. They try to get to know, they try to get to know you. Obviously, if you don't allow them, then they're not going to know you, but they want to get to know you. Um, I have like three or four of my professors, like personal phone number, just because if they weren't reaching out quick enough, I could call them, I could text them, you know? Um, so professors is one. Coach Hall, man, Coach Hall and Coach Clark, got I gotta give it to them. Uh, they're they're a reason you should come here, cause they they know what they're doing, you know. Uh, Coach Hall is always trying to get better, man. I mean, he's he's learning from Coach Flieger, who was a Division One, um, fine three time, four time finalist, uh, NCAA finalist in wrestling. He wrestled for Purdue. Uh, he's learning from him, you know. He goes to coach camps. He's going to all these, you know. He's, I think he's getting working to get his gold card so he could, like, coach at the Olympic level. And that's just amazing. Like, having a coach at a Division three school like that, bro, that's that's a huge advantage. Coach Clark is also a huge advantage. He knows a lot about nutrition that those other D3 schools don't know. You know, I mean, we had um, a UFC fighter or a Belton fighter come in with the nutritionist that literally no other Division three school has the resource you know what i mean like those two offer so much for the wrestler or for just an individual um so that's one that's another one i mean the campus is beautiful that's another one as well everything's like i said earlier everything's organized very well um the people are great i mean i just think trying overall is just a great school i don't regret anything about coming to trying or if i should have gone to a different school Absolutely, and to kind of touch on what you said about Coach Clark and the nutritionist, um, shout out to Mary Vance uh, for coming in and teaching me especially, and I think a lot of guys can attest a lot of stuff we didn't know, a lot of stuff we overlooked, and 
I don't think a lot of schools have those resources and connections right. um, and, and can say the same. But uh, Nash, why would why should somebody come to Trine? Uh, same kind of things that Kenny hit on, man. Like uh, teachers get to know you really well, but the people here get to know you really well. We've got we have like five thousand two hundred students or something like that. Like something like that, yeah. And the friends that I've made here are the greatest friends I've had. You know, like I, I talk to a hand. You'll talk to a handful of people from high school once you graduate. You know, like people you think were your best friends won't always be your best friends. But like the people I've met here, like I can say sitting at these two tables, you two right here, some of my greatest friends I've met. The people I sit with in my lecture hall, some of the greatest friends I've met. My per, my advisor has my personal phone number. I have his personal phone number. Like that's not something you'll see at those bigger schools. I'm texting my advisor at 10 o'clock at night talking about wrestling. You know, like, that's something you won't have anywhere else. You won't have these kind of personal relationships. I don't think anywhere else. I think trying is, you know, it's 100% unique. I don't think you'll find it anywhere else. If you're wanting to be a better person, a better student, better athlete, I personally think trying's the way to go, man. 100%, I agree. I think the personal side of things is something that's really overlooked until you get here and you realize what it does. Yeah. The interactions between teachers, advisors, coaches, friends, it's, it, it was shell-shocking to me, um, the difference between high school and college in that aspect. Um, but the closing question I want to ask, um, Ethan, I want to start with you. Uh, what does Trine mean to you? Trine's family to me. I live very, living up here, I live very far away from home, about three hours, right? I don't get to see my mom, my sister, a whole lot. So being up here, I feel like I have a family. You know, like I have a trying family. I have a trying wrestling family. Like, like just like I've been saying, man, the relationships I've built here are second to none. Like trying has offered me a family away from my family. And you know, like I will always be grateful for that because like living far away sucks, man. But like I'm okay at the end of the day because I have my family here. Absolutely, um, and, and to have that family atmosphere for a guy like you. I mean, I'm, I'm not far from home. I can go home every weekend if I want, um, but to have that family atmosphere here is, is something really big. Kenny, uh, I want to ask you what this trying mean to you. Uh, honestly, probably the same, family. Uh, there's a lot of people here that, I mean, I had to talk with Ethan this morning. There's people from home that I just, I feel like I've distanced myself, but for the best. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm becoming a way better person and a way better version of myself. Thanks to Ethan. Thanks to you, Kyler. Thanks to Josh, AJ. Um, you know, some outside friends like Jimmy, um, Coach Hall, you know, some professors, Mrs. Wise. Like, just to name some people right there, like, they're always wanting the best for me. And they're always willing to push me. And just like a family should. And I know I can go to them for anything. And like Ethan said, I mean, I. Uh, a lot of the relationships I have now are the best relationships and the closest relationships I've had in, I'd say, forever. I mean, the closest person besides Ethan, I'd say, is my mom. Like, that's the closest person to me besides Ethan. 
And it's just, it's crazy. You know, Coach Hall told me, he's like, you'll have friends in high school, but you meet your best friends in college. You'll meet your best man in college. And I I 100% agree with that. Uh, yeah, I've actually heard that line a lot of times, and I, I think I think it's something very relevant. Um, but to have both of you guys kind of say the same thing about the family atmosphere here at Trine, I mean, obviously, you know, we wrestle, we're wrestlers, but deeper than wrestling, um, creating a family atmosphere here is something big, not just on the team but on the campus. And, and being brothers, creating a brotherhood uh, in a family is, is something that's very, very relevant here at Trine. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Kenny and Ethan, I cannot thank you enough for hopping on the podcast and telling the Trine Wrestling community about yourselves. Um, but that will conclude the third installment of the Building a Trinity podcast. I want to thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you, and go Thunder. Go Thunder, baby. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.